Hey, hi, everybody. It's Allison Kapskowski. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope that wherever you are on this Tuesday morning, you're doing something fun, inspiring, and productive, really, for yourself. So over the last several months, I've, inter- I've interviewed some pretty amazing people, and I've sort of done that with a couple of intentions in mind, but mostly to hopefully bring you helpful information on how to approach your life, especially now that 2020 has basically turned into nothing that any of us ever thought when January rolled around. I mean, who would have thought we'd be where we are now? But the good news is, is that it's, we're now in the fourth quarter of the year. And so I always believe, especially at the, at the outset, at the start of a new quarter, that we can always decide how we want to frame how we do us. And so this is really a perfect time to evaluate that, I think, for all of us. And so as an entrepreneur, um, self-care has always been extremely important to me. And in full transparency, for those of you that have not heard my story, for years, I worked myself really into the ground almost. And you wouldn't think that being a fitness professional. And it, it took me downsizing my business and moving to literally pay more attention to myself. I don't think I can be the example that I want to be if I'm not practicing what I'm preaching. So my guest today, we were able to connect online. Uh, My guest is Marsha Gleit, and she is also an entrepreneur, but she has an interesting story of her own to tell as far as how she does self-care. And so we're just going to have a a candid conversation today. Marsha, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for having me. I love your, push your boundaries. Love it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Love it. Because I like to talk a lot about how do you set your boundaries. Um, So um, that's really great. Yes, outstanding. Well, thanks so much for joining me. I'm glad we were able to work this out. So why don't you first, before we sort of get into what we're going to talk about, why don't you sort of tell my audience a little bit about you, your background, what you do, and that kind of well, I love your story because it's a lot like my story. We, as women, right, um, in the 1980s, we grew up with the Anjali commercial, right? Um, I could um, put on the bacon, um, fry it up in a pan, and then yeah. eat it for my man, right? <laughs> and who ever thought it was going to be a perfume commercial, right? But what it showed, what it kind of taught us or, or the message that we young Um, women took from that was that we can do it all. And so I graduated college and I went out and started my career in finance. I thought this was going to be an amazing career. And I started feeling every single day um, overwhelmed, overworked. Um, How do I keep all the balls in the air juggling Uh everything? Right. And I had a family and I had this career and I struggled every day with if I wanted to get higher up in a fortune 500 company, I would have to be on the road more because we were a multi, I worked for multinational companies. Right. Uh Right. And how did you do that and put your kids to bed every night? So Uh I worked myself almost into the grave. I totally, I, I, and I wasn't even a fitness professional. I was just trying to keep my head above water. Uh I turned 50 now, six years ago, it used to be only a year ago. So my son is, (laughs) I don't know. Never mind 2020. Where's the last decade, you know, half a decade gone. Uh Um, But, um, and I would walk into work every single day and I'd be like, how many more days can I do this? How many more days can I do this? And finally I got up the courage to give six months notice Uh who gives six months notice. Right. Um, Cause I wouldn't want the company to, to not, you know, have a good smooth transition. And I, 
started my own company and I started my company, Virgin Coaching, to help women entrepreneurs figure out how you get harmony between your work life, your career, and your family life. And how did I get there was I thought leaving my job would be happiness. Mm-hmm. And because that's where all my stress was coming, that's where all my health issues were coming from, right? And I found myself in the hospital. And I have found myself in the hospital because I had an infection on my toe uh-huh. um, that turned into a bone infection. And the infection got into my bloodstream and they had to amputate three toes. And I thought, oh, if I eat better, <laughs> right? Just start uh-huh. to eat better. You'll feel more healthy. And that wasn't it. And I started doing so much research because I'm an, a type A personality. And uh-huh. I started looking at happiness, happiness. And every time I would, would Google happiness, self-care would come up. And I would Google happiness and, and the self-care thing kept coming up. And finally, the light bulb went off put myself first. I have to put myself first, take care of me, and I'd be better for all those around me. Uh And wow, when I started implementing those self-care strategies, I Uh felt better. Uh I felt more self-love, more self-worth. And there was so much more in the tank Uh to really support everybody else around me. I right. wasn't feeling like I was that person being pulled in a thousand, like Gumby, right? Remember yeah, Gumby? Right. He's able to pull them in all or these like directions. like a rubber band, you know, that just goes yeah. a whole bunch of different directions all the time. Absolutely. And I felt that when I had my set my boundaries and when I felt that I was in harmony, that I was able to handle whatever came my way. And I felt less stressed, less anxious, happier. I was in a better mood all the time. And I just felt good about myself. Uh-huh. I want a way to be in the world. Well, it's so interesting that you put it that way, because I think as, as entrepreneurs and coaches, I think we can both agree that it's so easy for us to tell other people, advise other people on the best things they can do for themselves. I mean, in, in my mm-hmm. opinion, you know, it, it, I don't want to, I'll stop short of saying that it's rampant, but I know plenty of fitness professionals that are really good at doing their workouts and teaching their, I mean, in terms of teaching a class and working with their clients, but they don't always make sure that they follow the same advice. That's right. Saying it is one thing, but doing it is something else. And it really yeah. requires you to kind of take a step back and, and really take an objective look at what you're doing and kind of take the emotion out and just kind of imagine yourself kind of looking down like you were viewing yourself from a different viewpoint. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm a kind of person that you can tell me all day long, you know, stop eating chocolate and start eating carrots. Right. But until, um, until I can, until Funny, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time picturing that myself. I love it. Right. Um, I don't know. That just came to me, but it sounded pretty good. Um, it did. And, um, and um, until I can own that and say, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel better eating a carrot than I do eating a bar of chocolate. Where do you think in your professional, just your professional opinion, um, why do you think that it's so easy for those of us that are type A and that are really driven by our careers, you know, and it's not that, I mean, honestly, I don't really feel like I have anything to prove, but on the other hand, I'm not going to apologize for the fact that I love what my work, I mean, I love what I do. It is, it is a big part of my identity, but 
it really is, we really, it is a constant, I don't want to say constant reminder, but I feel like we have to, we really have to stop and check ourselves because there's a difference between really loving and being passionate about what you do and letting it just kind of take over your life. You know, you said a few things that I just, um, I, I, I love. Okay. First of all, the identification with our work, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That was, that was the thing that really I found was my stumbling block. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I did identify myself with my work and that's where my friends were. That's where my social life was. That's where I spent all my time. That's where if I was happy at work, I was happy at home because I identified with my work and what happened was my work became my value. Uh And I think that's what happens. I think that work gets associated with value. So when somebody is not happy at work Uh and they look at the, they, they, Compared to their value, they say, I'm not being paid enough. Uh-huh. You're not paying, you're not paying me enough to mm-hmm. do what you're asking. But when you love what you do and you're really happy with what you do, it doesn't matter how much they pay you, you're gonna do it. Well, that's true. I mean, I think we right? all be compensated for what we think is is fair and reasonable for what we do, but at the right today, you know. But, I- co- but compensate, yeah, the compensation, it's a little bit different than value. Right, right. So it's that self-worth, right? Mm-hmm. Worth, you can you can say with can equal value. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so totally. So when you love what you're doing and you your self-worth or your self-value is at a high level, then you will work to the ends. Yeah. You'll do what you have to do. Well, right? it's like a colleague of mine said once, I think she was, she was going through a time in her professional, really in her personal life. And she said, she just, she had to come to peace with terms of, and with, you know, within herself that, you know, I love what I do. And if I, if I end up living in a cardboard box, as long as I'm doing what makes me happy, I'm going to be fine. And it was right. a moment in that mindset shift for her that opened the floodgates to her business. I mean, people yeah. finding her and everything. And she had one of the best years that she's had since she's been on her own. So it just, I think it is a matter of perspective. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I love that, that example, because when you, you do, when you love what you do, no matter what it is, right. Yeah. If you yeah. love fitness and you love bringing that to people, mm-hmm then you're getting all of that um, thrill, right? All right. of that. Um, well, for, you know, for me, it's, it's for me, really, it's, it's not, it, it's like, I know I'm bringing value, but I get so much satisfaction too out of what I do because mm-hmm. I know what a difference it's made in my life. I mean, I was a competitive swimmer growing up and fairly active all throughout college and, and really ended up in my career as a what I like to call the plan B that became a plan A. So it's mm-hmm. really, it's really just sort it really sort of found me to be honest with you. So yeah. So and yeah. that's really been, you know, part of who I am for as long as I can remember. So and that's that's awesome. But I when you think about some um, entrepreneurs from where they came and they've come from that corporate America and that feeling of um you know, of, of the glass ceiling, uh-huh. the, the, um, the competitiveness in a type A personality is what has us continue to strive and strive and strive, and strive for more and more and more and more. 
Yeah. Because we want to feel as a woman, we want to feel equal. Yeah. And that's where a lot of, you know, women that are in corporate America like that, like I was, Uh can't, can't find that joy in what we do or in our work life um, until sometimes we do go out on our own and yeah. not that it's easy being on your own, not that you're going to work less as an oh, entrepreneur. Totally. You're going yeah. to work, you're gonna always work, work harder. And, well, you're always right? your own worst critic. I mean, you're, that's right. You're the, you're the, the top critic of yourself. Really? That's right. Exactly. But you know, when sometimes um, you're a little more lenient with yourself too. You would hope. I know a lot of people, I see this a lot with some of the, the women that I work with in particular. It's, it's, it's the constant need for justification to themselves that, that they're worth it and that they're okay yeah. the way they are. Mm-hmm. That's, like you mentioned, it's, I think it, it's a personal, not just a personal decision, but I think it's a place you get to in your life and you make that decision for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, what kinds of things do you like to do for self-care? Well, I like to make self-care as easy as possible. Uh-huh. So that it's obtainable and, and I can stay on that track. Uh-huh. So the one thing that I love is just laughter. Yeah. Okay. I bring laughter and humor and fun into everything that, that I do. Well, we um, definitely just, need more of that in the world, especially it, today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. Um, and I always, when I'm coaching my clients, it's like, we don't hang up until you're laughing. And, yeah. I, you know, and sometimes it's like, it, we're working, we're working, right? It's deep, it's deep. And then it's like, yeah. I just, I need you to laugh because you need to relax. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so laughter is like my favorite thing. Um uh-huh moving right body movement Uh and thinking about moving your body um more less about exercise and more about body movement so i really make sure that when i'm on zoom or i'm working i get up every half an hour and um and walk around you know the house a few times and go outside and get in touch with nature and just you know these are all things that just relax and and de-stress me and it's taking care of me yes. and and it's the simple things you know yes. making sure i drink enough water during the day making sure i grab the carrot and not the the chocolate you know yeah. i don't even keep <laughs> chocolate in the house cuz i can't even do that anymore especially being yeah. home all the time but it's making those 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 choices getting up every morning and um just being grateful. Yes. Right? Looking at I think that's something that, you know, we're so quick in the world today to focus on what doesn't go right. Or, you know, we can think, well, I did all the right things and it still didn't work out. But you right. talk about not just the things that you learn, but every day there's something positive. And, you know, we, we skip over the little things, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's like the book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, right? Yeah, literally. Um, and just keeping an eye out on the small stuff and, and, and the small wins, right? Yes. If we go through, if we um, spend our, our time um, giving ourselves grace and acknowledging the small things, uh-huh. um, those small things add up. Yes. And the small things add up to momentum and the small things add up to a feeling of accomplishment. And totally. And better way to feel good about yourself than to. Oh, I to totally agree. I think that yourself. You know, one of the things I use in my teachings with fitness and activity, and I do this a lot in my private Facebook group is I, I use the money example because that seems to resonate a lot with people. And I don't know how you were growing up, but I know all of us, 
I mean, I, I had part-time jobs when I was like old enough to even know what money was. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I always, my parents always encouraged my siblings and myself to always save when you, you know, save a little bit of money when you can, like never spend everything you have, always try to save some. So one of the habits I adopted was having a change cup somewhere in the house where I could empty mm-hmm. pockets, I could, you know, the, the 50 cents that sits in the bottom of your purse or whatever. It's like, everybody's got loose change, you know, and then, but we don't think about how all that loose change adds up. Yeah. So, so yeah. filling up the cup and then you take it to the bank or, you know, somewhere where there's a change machine so you can count and see how much you have. It really is pretty amazing when you think about what, how, how quickly that can add up. And I use it a lot in teaching activity. It's five minutes here and five minutes there really goes a long way getting you in a habit. Yeah. And just being um, aware of what you're doing that really is self-care, right? We yes. talk, I mean, just um, taking a couple, a couple breaths during the day, right? Some yes. good deep belly breaths, right? Yes. That doesn't cost you anything and it doesn't take any time. Like, right. Well, you feel good about it, but I, but I love your, your changing um, um, example because I was challenged um, by a friend last year. She did a Facebook challenge that um, every time you have a $5 bill in your wallet, right. Uh-huh. Or somebody gives you change to put it right. in a container. She uh-huh. goes a dollar, you get too many of them and $10 is too much, but $5 you don't really feel. And by the end of the year that, you know, after we did this, we had about thousand dollars in wow in the in the cup right yeah and it was a vacation yeah of course it was right we we think about oh my god we can't go on vacation but if I don't spend every one of those five dollar bills which I don't really I didn't really feel Uh I all of a sudden had money to go on vacation and then COVID started and I couldn't go on vacation so I have that thousand waiting for the time I can actually leave my house but yeah I mean but it is it's it's how the little things really do add up and, Uh and just being aware of them and and Making really a conscious do. effort to, to do it. Well, and I think we we just have to remind ourselves to keep doing it too, you know, and yeah. those things, well, I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. I was just having a, a Facebook messenger conversation with a potential client this morning and it was, oh, I've got all these things to do in my business. And she's one of these people that every month it seems like there's something going on. So, right. so you know, we can convince ourselves of just about anything, depending on what story we tell ourselves. But that's all. Absolutely. I have a, um, I do a, one of my signature um, talks that I give is today is your someday, right? And it's, Uh um, you know, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it someday. But what happens if today is your someday? What happens if you start today? And you do just one little I think that's a good train of thought to keep in mind any day, really. Yeah. So what is, so is today your someday? Every day is my someday. It really is. Um, yeah. When I think about what it is I can do, you know, there is always something that I want to do. And when I uh-huh. think about the fact that I don't have to eat the whole elephant, I could do one bit, one little bite that brings uh-huh. me one step closer to what it is I want and what it is I want to do. And I, that's why I, I, I remind myself, I remind myself every day, what, what is that one thing you want to do? And then to give myself grace if I don't do it or I don't yeah. do it to, you know, to perfection. As yeah. long as I, I do something that moves me in the direction of, of getting something done yeah. or getting something Well, done and I, I love how you brought up that because I feel like that is a concept that so many of us can 
really learn a lesson from. I mean, as, mm-hmm. as you know, as a, and, and I'll just admit it. I mean, I'm a type A personality too, is, you know, you, we, we get certain expectations of ourselves of where we think we should be, what we think we should have done, what should have happened, whatever, whatever. And then we, we forget in all that, that, okay, all right, what's really happening here? You know, and it, it is important to give yourself grace. It's just, yeah. well, again, you have to be very conscious to remember to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes we don't get everything done on our to-do list, and that's okay because tomorrow is another day. Yes, totally. So so what? Um, let's say someone out there is listening to our conversation and they're thinking, you know, this, this, this is something that I can, I can do, you know, that you know, I'm ready to do something for me. What's one small piece of advice you could give them to start today? Start simple and start slow. 10 minutes a day, you devote to yourself and you do it in a way that you can do it and in a time that you can do it. So I always like to tell my clients or tell um, listeners when I do these kind of interviews is the best time of day that you can devote to you is that 10 minutes before you close your eyes at night. Uh huh. Okay. And what can you do in that 10 minutes? Well, first you can always be grateful for something that happened during the day or something that you have, or just be grateful that you have a bed to sleep in, right? Uh-huh. Easy. Um, sleep is one of the best self-care um, practices that you you can do for yourself, right? The, the quality of your sleep. So turning off your, your cell phone or turning off the TV, turning off technology for that 10 minutes before you go to bed, you'd be surprised how much you'll be ready to go to sleep uh-huh. because you've, you've, you've created that space between day and night, yes. right? Between yeah. the day and um, and then just do something fun for yourself. Read a fun book, um, read the comics, um, diffuse some lavender, right? Um, uh-huh. You know, just do something that's really easy and simple, right? And before you know it, you've spent 10 minutes just taking care of yourself. Without even really thinking about it. As Without even thinking about it. Quote, unquote, on the to-do list, as you said. Yeah. I love that. I think just so kind and being so kind to yourself. Well, and it just, I think again, that just debunks the whole theory that, well, it's not much. It's only 10 minutes. It's not much. Well, because I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not, haven't been consistent. I I don't, I don't know what that really looks like. Again, that's the whole, just not being happy. Yeah, absolutely. And what's interesting about that as well is that when people think about self-care, right, everybody thinks about, oh, I got to go for a massage. I have to learn how to meditate. I have to start doing yoga, right? Uh-huh. All of these things are big things that yes. you have to, you may not be perfect at at the beginning, which will send you taking off a bigger um, bite, then you can, then you can chew, right? Yes. Which sets you up for failure, right? If somebody will in to, you know, starts working with you and you want to put them on an exercise program, you can't expect that they're going to run a 5k in the first day. Yeah. But if you work them up to that, yeah. you know, maybe in three months they can run a 5k and they won't even feel that they've been running at all. Yeah. One of the things that I always teach, that's part of my philosophy is, is really small bite-sized goals, because I think, mm-hmm. 
need the big goals to cut to drive us so that we keep our eyes focused on the horizon, but we also need Mm -hmm. small goals. And if that's a daily goal, if that's a weekly goal or a monthly goal, we need something small that we feel like we can obtain with a reasonable amount of effort. Yeah, I talk about it as if you're going to climb Mount Everest, right? You don't start at the bottom of the mountain and and walk to the top, right? Every day you make it to a next summit. And when you get to that first summit, you look down and go, wow, I can go to, I can get to the next one. And you get to that next one and you're like, oh, look, I did too. And before Uh you know it, you're at the top of the the top of the mountain and you didn't even realize you, you climbed the mountain. Yeah, totally. No, I I love that analogy. I think that is, that is so good for yeah. Or just anything, anything that you do to look after you. So, yeah. well, Marsha, this has been really fun. I'm so glad that we were able to connect. We're con- yes, me too. <laughs> the challenges, right? But we just kept pushing forward. That's right. That's right. Where can people find you? So the best place, if somebody really, um, something, you know, resonated or they had that aha moment and they want to uh-huh. get in touch with me, I actually have two things. I have a um, a free gift that I'd love you to, to go and download and it's called my mood temperature cheat sheet. And it uh-huh. really shows you how to um, stay, keep your mood um, intact and your patience. And they're all self-care strategies and, and uh-huh. to, to be able to determine what mood you're in. And they can get that at mymoodzone.com. And it's just my mood, M-O-O-G, Zone, Z-O-N-E. Um, I love it. Is that your website? And that is actually my um, my um, my link to my to my download. My website is um, virgincoaching.com. Uh-huh. Um, but if they want to schedule a 30-minute strategy session with me and we can get them, we'll look at what's going on and we will take all of the bricks and that, that are of things that are going on. And um, I will help them create a plan that's just perfect for them. Okay. Um, and they can do that with speakwithmarsha.com. And that's my, a link to my calendar. Oh, speak to Marsha.com. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for making time. And um, to speak to my audience, I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. No problem. My pleasure. And if anyone out there is listening and they are feeling inspired, uh, please feel free to reach out to Marsha. She's got a pretty amazing freebie for you. So you want to make sure you take advantage of that at mymoodzone.com. And we'll make sure that her will, if you'll look in the show notes, all of her links are there so you can Perfect. Free to peruse and decide which way you want to reach out to her. I just want Absolutely. to thank all of you for all of your support over the last year. We just celebrated our one year anniversary of the ultimate journey of self-care in August. We are worldwide. We have thousands of listeners. We have thousands of downloads and we are literally reaching new countries every single week. It was just last week when my producer shared with me that we're in nearly 50 countries around the world now. We have listeners in New Zealand. We have listeners in Canada. We have listeners in Mexico and uh, even in various different places in Asia and Europe. And I'm so incredibly grateful. I could not do it without you. Please always feel free to reach out to me. I love to hear about your wins. I love to hear about what's working, what's not working. Um, And if anything that I'll talk about really resonates with you. Um, If you're not on Facebook, please head over to my website at the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com and click contact us and just drop me a note. And I always love to hear from you. Um, If you are on Facebook, please go over and join my private community, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. 
Uh, we are always doing free challenges and all kinds of interesting things over there. So I'd always love for you to join me there. Please also stay tuned. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to have information on how you can become a supporter of this show. We're going to have three different levels that you can choose from. So that is coming in addition to everything else that we have going on. So this is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make sure.